Welcome to the Simply Resilient Podcast, episode number 94, Resiliency Training, Requests and Boundaries, Week 1. My name is Jessie Ellertson and I am a certified life coach and a military wife who is in the trenches of life with each of you. This podcast is for military wives who know how to handle the challenges of deployments and frequent trainings, but want to improve the experience that they are having in the process. If you are ready to thrive while your husband is away, then you are in the right place. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Resiliency Training Week 1 of our Requests Boundaries Month. I'm excited for this month. I coach a lot on this topic because without realizing it, we have let this get away from us in our relationships. And it's so easy to do. And without knowing what to be watching for and what to be doing instead, we just, we all do this. We all accidentally try to control each other's behavior so that we can feel better. And we think that someone has violated us when really they haven't. Now, times violation and boundary crossing occurs, but for the most part, we're in this area of just all I need to do is learn how to make this just a drama-free request. And I need to learn where like what I want and need and that it doesn't come from them. And it's all such good stuff. That's what we're going to get into this month. And this week specifically, we're talking about requests. So we're going to really focus in now this is a little bit tricky because these things go so hand in hand. So you'll find me saying in this class today, uh, you know, there's more here with like boundaries, but we're going to get to that next week. Do you know what I mean? So requests really come into play with boundaries, but I'm going to stay focused on this kind of request where the relief that I want you to find here, as you understand this kind of, um, as you really understand requests is that so often we are amping up the drama and intensity of a problem, thinking that it's a boundary violation when really all it is, is just an unmet request. So that's, that's what we're going to focus on today. So I have already written this out for you today. I'm giving you a gift of not doing crazy sloppy, uh, models. And I have the two that we're going to look at here and here already written out, not overlapping, not lines crossed out. We're just going to try it this way again. So you just never know what you're going to get from me each month, month to month, but this is what you're getting from me today. Okay. So I was trying to think of an example that I haven't used like on the podcast or in a previous resiliency training video. And what I love about life coaching and what I love about my life is I am never short on examples that I can just pull from my own life. So it's always very authentic of, you know, sometimes I, I do legitimately just like make them up if I'm wanting to not focus so much on the specifics of an example, but just really teach a concept. But I think there's just no better way to teach a concept than seeing exactly how it applies in real life. Because we don't want these concepts to be like, oh, I really like the idea of that, but I don't really see how I would apply in real life. I want you to see exactly how you would apply it in your day-to-day life. Now, obviously, I mostly just use examples from my life and you're not, not every example I use from my life is going to ring true for your life. But I just really want you to feel the the authenticity and the 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 just the real lifeness of of each example I share. So this happened yesterday. How perfect is that? <laughs> I was trying to think of an example. The 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 reason I'm using this one is because I was trying to think of an example where when I let it get away from me, I get angry and offended and hurt and I feel violated and I think he's got to stop doing this. You know, so we're talking about husband. I love talking about my husband. He knows that I talk about him and he's totally fine with it. He's a 50-50 spouse. I'm a 50-50 spouse. We're all doing our best. And we've got a lot of great stuff to offer. And we also have a lot of areas where we're like, whoa, I could be doing better there. And that's fine. So talking about husband, looking for an example of when I think like he has to stop. This is ridiculous. He can't do this anymore. It hurts me. It 
It's unacceptable. It can't be in a healthy relationship. And then slowing it down to realize like, whoa, while I don't prefer when he does this, there's not a problem here. He can keep doing this. I don't need to stop him. I don't need to change the way he behaves. I don't need to change the way he thinks. I don't need to manage or uh, manipulate or control him at all in order for me to feel less violated. The word I'm using here is violated. And the reason I'm using that is, again, when I say in relationships, violations can occur like um, boundary for the most part with our own thoughts, we've amped up the intensity and the drama of a situation to take it to a very intense feeling, which is super uncomfortable. And it makes us think like my marriage is in trouble or, you know, he can't do this, things like that. Okay. So let's get into the specifics of this model and then I'll, I'll teach you what I mean. Okay. So in my circumstance line, I have husband says you should park over there. Okay. And I love getting this so simple, boring, low drama circumstance line, because what I want to put in the circumstance line, even as a life coach, who's been coaching for years and managing my mind for years, right? I want to put husband is a backseat driver, husband micromanages me. So I want to add a ton of my story into the circumstance line. But the beauty of this is we slow it down and we put it in the model. So I make sure I follow the rule of the circumstance line. I cannot put inflated opinions. It has to just be the boring facts. So all that happened was yesterday, I picked my husband up from the airport and we drove. I was the driver. Typically he likes to drive and I actually like when he drives, but there's a combo happening there where partially I like when he drives, but also I don't like what he does when I drive, which is he does lots of little comments and I feel like he's micromanaging me. I have a story that he thinks he's a better driver than me. I don't even know if that's true. I also have a story that, you know, he, so there's just a lot going on in my brain and I slow it down and we left the airport. You know, I, he jumped in, I picked him up. I had my little girls in the back and they needed to go to the bathroom. So we just drove like around the loop over to this place where we could go to a gas station. So I drove for five minutes and I got maybe like two comments. So I was trying to pick between the two comments that I got in the five minutes of which one I wanted to use. So one of them was like, it's a 50 right here. So I was going a little under the speed limit and it was bothering him. <laughs> Again, my story. And he said, so the only fact is husband says it's 50 right here, you know? And I'm, oh, okay. And I sped up, right? That's really the low drama of it all. But in my mind, I was like, he's micromanaging me. <laughs> okay. So then we pull into the gas station and I'm waiting for someone to go out to park there. And he says, you should just park over there. Again, a very low drama sentence. Uh, easygoing comment, but I'm reading a ton and he might even be uh, meaning the underlying stuff that I'm reading into it. But either way, I'm, I'm making it up. I don't know for sure. Right. He might be bugged that I'm not parking over there when there's like two or three empty spots. And I was waiting for this one that was closer, but I think he is bugged. And I think, oh, he doesn't like that. I'm waiting for this thing. He thinks I should park over there. He's micromanaging me. You know, it's a whole story in my head. Okay. So now you're seeing a little bit of the background, but really all that happened was husband says you should park over there. And in, in my action line, I, I kind of just went, sure, you know, kind of a, a little bit, not like cold, but just kind of like emotionless. That's, that's, this shutdown is a little strong there. And I'll, I'll tell you that in, about that in a second. But, and I just went, oh yeah, or just sure. And I went and parked over there. So that's all that happened on the outside, but on the inside, there's so much going on. Okay. So one of my favorite thoughts to think when I drive and my husband does little comments is I think I hate when he micromanages my driving. And this is the big one right here. He has to stop. 
So that is your perfect red flag for when you think that their behavior is creating your feelings. Okay. Because when I think I hate when he does this and he has to stop, I feel violated because if someone's doing something that in my brain, I've told my brain, they have to stop. They can't do this anymore. That is like telling my brain they've crossed a boundary. They have violated a boundary that I haven't even set, right? I haven't said to him, when I drive, you can't speak. And that's my boundary, right? And that's not even a healthy boundary. So don't, don't do that. Um, and, you know, occasionally I'll say like, oh, that's okay. I'm going to park over here. I like how I'm driving, you know, like occasionally I'll kind of make comments that show him like, I don't want his opinion, but I haven't even said to him, like, I don't like it when you give me your opinion when we drive or, or anything like that. Instead, I just take it really personally, which we're going to get into down here. I feel violated. I tend to shut down, which just means like, I just say like, fine and do it his way. I, I'm not like happy and bubbly and talkative, right? I'm just like, okay, right? And then I don't talk to him about it, meaning I don't have a conversation with him about like, when I drive, I've noticed that you um, give me lots of feedback. <laughs> you know, I could try to have kind of a low intensity conversation about it, but I don't even try that. I just, I just shut down about it. And I just say, you drive, right? I don't like being the driver when he's in the car. That goes back to like, I hate it when he's micromanaging my driving. So the way I change my C line is I just let him drive. Now, this doesn't always bother me because again, like I said, there's another really true piece that I really like it when he drives. I like sitting in the passenger seat. I like driving, but I do a lot of driving. Like when he's gone and I'm just running the kids around, I do a lot of driving. So I actually really like it when he drives, but there's the two pieces there. I also don't like when I'm driving and he's in the car. So it's interesting. It's just interesting to slow it all down and notice, notice what I'm thinking, notice what I'm feeling, notice what I do when I'm feeling this way. And I tend to avoid driving when he's going to be in the car and, and nothing is getting resolved. And in my brain, a boundary violation has occurred, which isn't, I really can see is not even true, but that's what it feels like to me. And that's why in this R line, I have relationship suffers because either I drive and I feel violated or I ignore the problem and don't drive, even though I've, you know, I think it'd be pretty normal for me to drive at times when he's in the car. Okay. So our relationship in this small way, in this small area suffers. And another thing I want to just remind you of here, I know I say this a lot, but I do like to use examples that are a little smaller because when we dissect a smaller example, then we really get clear on the concepts and then we can take it over to a parallel problem that might have more, um, you know, like emotional intensity for you or more, you know, more skin in the game. I don't know. I like to do a little bit lower intensity examples when we really dig into it so that we're not emotionally charged in that moment. Then we're ready to apply those same principles to a model that's more emotionally charged. Okay. So I don't need to change the C. I can keep feeling violated if I want to, as long as I know I'm the one creating it with my thoughts, but I really don't like this R line. I really don't. I do not like creating this feeling for myself and having this happen because in my mind, when I feel violated, I'm just blaming him and I'm strengthening my story that he's a backseat driver and that he thinks he's a better driver than me. He doesn't like how I drive. And I have made all of that up. And again, it might be true. He might be thinking those thoughts, but it's about him and not about me. If he thinks that way, it's it's about him. It's in his models. We're going to go into that in just a second. So this model is okay and it plays out for me, uh, but I don't love it. And I don't love the R line I'm getting. And here's what I here's here's why this comes in when it comes to requests. I have taken something in my marriage that is really just at the level of needing a request, and I've 
amped it up to a, a boundary violation. So I want you to identify these things that you're, you've categorized as like, they have to stop because I feel this and I don't want to feel this anymore. And it's his fault. So they have to stop, right? We have categorized it. We've taken something that really is just, we just, we just don't prefer it. It just is annoying. And we've made it, we've taken it to this level. So I'm going to show you what that could look like. Now that we have a little bit of understanding, oh, come back to me. These are hard to, to flip because they stick to each other. Okay. Okay. I got it. Okay. So I want to show you what it looks like. We don't need to, um, you know, take it all the way to a model where we're like, it's okay. You can say those things and critique my driving or whatever. I want you to just downgrade it from violated to annoyed because this is what it means to smash your life together with another person, whether that be uh, a roommate, a husband, even children, right? Children can be very annoying. We're annoying to children. They're annoying to us. Uh, you might live with your in-laws or, you know, when you spend time with your mom or your best friend, these are our relationships, right? And the way we have relationships is we learn to just take a person for who they are without them needing to be any different. And when so many things they're doing are boundary violations, our brain is saying they need to be different. They need to be different. They need to be different. They need to stop doing that. That's unacceptable behavior. And while some people in some relationships do exhibit what we can decide is unacceptable behavior, I want you to start to notice where really it's just annoying. It's just annoying behavior. It's just behavior you don't prefer. Okay. I'm going to send you some podcast episodes that get into this a little bit more. And I think you're really going to enjoy those. And it's oddly freeing to just downgrade hurt and offended and violated those emotions to just annoyed because we don't need to like what they do. We can still be like, that's the worst. I don't like it when they do that. That's really annoying. I really prefer when they don't do that. Right. But the intensity goes, goes way down. And it's always easier for me to see how I'm annoying myself with my thought than when I'm hurt and violated. That feels like, whoa, that's coming straight from them. Even though I logically know it isn't because I know the model. When I feel annoyed, I know that I could feel not annoyed if I wanted to. And I'm like, it's okay. I'm just going to feel annoyed because I'm thinking really annoying thoughts about what they're doing. I don't like it when they do this, but it's just annoying. It's not a problem. It doesn't even need to stop. It's totally fine. Okay. So let's walk through this model now. So the sea line stays the same. Husband says you should park over there. And then in my thought line, rather than going to that intense place where I feel violated, instead, I just say what is, okay? I don't like it when he micromanages my driving. And I prefer when he keeps his thoughts to himself. Now, this word to me is very important because the secret to requests is that you just want them to either start doing or stop doing something but you do not need them to start doing or stop doing something. So this prefer is like, it's fine either way, but it's okay that I have a preference about the way it goes. I want something different. But when you're in that other model, the one we were just looking at, it, you feel as if you need something different in order to feel different or for your relationship to not suffer. Okay. So that's the way you'll hear this in the podcast episodes you listen to, but the way I love to explain it to my clients is understanding like re a request and having, having a request come from a very healthy, reasonable place is when you put it into this category, I want blank, but I don't need blank in order to feel the way I want to feel. Okay. So prefer for me is a really pivotal word in that area because I, I want to have preferences. Sometimes when we manage our mind, we think that we should just learn to be like, okay, with whatever's happening and just so easygoing and flexible and go with the flow but I'm totally allowed to have preferences. I can really prefer when we're driving that my husband just keep his thoughts to himself. 
Sometimes he will, sometimes he won't. I know which one I prefer, but I can handle it either way because I know that when I feel annoyed, it's just because I'm thinking, I don't like it when he does that. And then I feel annoyed. And that's such a lower drama uh, model that plays out. Another reason I really like this thought, I prefer when he keeps his thoughts to himself is I don't need him to stop thinking whatever it is that he's thinking. Because in his model, let's jump to his model really quick. In his model, you know, wife waits for parking spot or something right? Is his sea line. And his thought is there's three spots over there. Like, why isn't she just parking over there or whatever his thoughts are? Or like, I don't like the way she drives might even be his thought. Totally fine. Then he feels annoyed. He's probably just feeling annoyed. I'm over here feeling like hurt, right? But he's probably just like, it's so annoying when she drives, there's parking spots right over there, or she's going 45 and a 50, right? Why is she going under the speed limit? And then in his action line, he says to me, it's a 50 right here, or you should park over there. Or, you know, maybe he closes his eyes so he doesn't have to see the driving decisions I make. Or he, when I go to pick him up at the airport, he might say, like his thought might be, I don't like the way she drives. And then he feels annoyed. And then in his action line, he might, when I pull up at the airport, he might say, hey, can I drive? Because he doesn't like the way I drive. Maybe. Again, making it up. So he's got a lot of stuff going on in his model. But I just love this. Like I prefer when he keeps his thoughts to himself because I don't need to convince him that I'm a good driver. And I don't even need him to think that I'm a good driver. He might be thinking it, he might not, but I don't have to change his thoughts. I don't have to change his, I don't have to change his behavior. He just gets to keep being Brad, which is the best. That's how we want it in a relationship. Okay. But I want to change his behavior a little bit and that's okay. I don't need to. I just want to. And that's where the prefer comes in and that's where the request comes in. And that's going to come down here. I'll tell you. So when I think these thoughts, I feel annoyed. And then here's what happens in my action lane. He still says the thing like yesterday when he did, but it doesn't surprise me. Okay. I remember, oh yeah, he has something going on in his model where he has an urge to give me his thoughts about the way I drive. And then he answers the urge and he says the thing because a lot of us will say like, oh, I want to say speed up, but I'm not going to like oh, they're driving under the speed. limit. like, we're having this little inner dialogue and we're thinking like, why are they going under the speed? Limit? I really want to say something, but I'm not going to, but instead he says, I really want to say something. And then he does. It's totally, totally fine. And it doesn't surprise me when he does it, when I just let myself be annoyed because this, this is what my husband tends to do when I drive. He tends to make these comments. So I'm not surprised. And then I even understand why he does it. Like I just walked you through his model. Whatever he does is in his action line. And so he has thoughts and feelings going on that are creating that action for him, which goes in my circumstance line. Okay. So I even understand why he does it. He drives differently than me. I actually kind of don't love the way he drives. Some of the things. Again, I like it when he drives because I like getting a break from driving and I feel safe when he drives. But he has a few things in his driving personality that I'm like, oh, that is not what I would have done. Oh, that's weird. Why would he do that? Like I question some of his decisions and it's just, we just are different drivers. Okay. So I can really understand why he does this. Okay. Then I remind myself that it's not about me. I'm still annoyed. This is totally fine. I still would prefer he not do it. But in the moment from annoyed, I have enough headspace to remind myself and believe that it's not about me. It's about what's going on in his models. If he thinks I would have done that differently, then he says to me, park over there, right? That's because he is thinking and believing that maybe he's thinking he's a better driver than me. Maybe he's thinking this way would have been better. Maybe he's thinking it should have been different, but then he feels annoyed in his own way and then does the things that he gets from feeling annoyed, right? So then here comes the request. We're going to make a request, which wasn't happening in the other model. In the other model, it was like, this is ridiculous. From that place of violated, 
I would feel if we had a different dynamic in our relationship, which we don't really have this, we don't really have, um, we don't argue very much, <laughs> which we can go into that later. But if you have a different dynamic relationship where, where you argue and that's totally fine, you might say to him, like, stop micromanaging me, right? That would come out in your action line of the other model. But in the action line of my model, because of the, just our patterns, the way we interact where we don't really argue. Instead, I just say you drive, right? Okay. So here's where I make a request from just annoyed while simultaneously kind of like understanding and accepting reality of like this is what my husband does sometimes. I make a very low drama request of, hey, when I'm driving, I'd appreciate it if you just kept your thoughts to yourself. I know that you think I should be making different decisions when I'm driving. That's totally fine. I just don't really want to hear it. Okay. So again, we're really focused on the want. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to keep your thoughts to yourself. That's what I would prefer. Now I have to remember, I can make requests of my, of people in my life, my husband, different relationships all day long. As long as I remember, they don't have to do it. I have held up my side in saying what I want, saying what I would prefer. Now they get to do whatever they want. And it doesn't need to mean anything about our relationship. So there's going to be times when the person complies with your request. And there's going to be times when they don't understand it or don't agree and decide not to comply. But when you make a request from a place of wanting it, but not needing it to feel the way you want to feel in that relationship, then you are in a space to accept whatever they decide to do at that point after you've made the request. So then once I've made my request, again, he might stop or he might keep going. Either way is fine. But I'm in a better space to say like, it's okay, I'm just going to be the driver anyway. I'll just be a little annoyed when he does it. And then I'll be, you know, pleasantly happy when he doesn't, when he keeps his thoughts to himself. And I'll manage my mind around like he's over there, bug the way I drive, you know, because that's what I'm still, even if he doesn't say anything, I'm still going to be tempted to be like, oh, I bet he didn't like how I did that. You know, and that's again, just all the nonsense going on in my head, totally fine. But I mean, even if I decide not to be the driver, I'm definitely in a better space to just be like, I'll just be the driver anyway. And I can be a little annoyed that he says that and he can be a little annoyed at the way I drive. It's totally fine. No like violations have occurred. Okay. And I just kind of accept like, we're just both annoyed. It's totally fine. We could, we could be less annoyed if we wanted to change our thoughts, but right now we just both want to be annoyed. Okay. So that's how that action line looks. And then to me, this is what strong, healthy relationships look like where we take each other for exactly what we have to offer, where we speak up and we say what we want, where we not make what they do mean something about us where we meet our own needs, okay? That is a strong relationship. And when I allow myself to just say what's really happening, not the amplified, dramatic way, say it, like acknowledge it, own it to myself, right? Know that I'm creating it, okay? Do the things in this action line. We have a strong relationship because a strong relationship doesn't mean happy all the time, agreeing all the time. A strong relationship means you weather the ups and downs. You take the person for who they are. You don't try to change them. You don't need them to be different. You make requests all day long, knowing that you take care of your needs and you're just requesting your wants from them and they might do it and they might not. And that's the kind of relationship I'm going for. And sometimes I nail it and sometimes I don't. And it's something I'm working on. So I love to teach this to other people because it reminds me of it for myself because it's something I'm always working on. Okay, so I hope that makes sense. I hope that's helpful. Go listen to the podcast episodes and they'll keep bringing home a lot of this, a lot of these kinds of concepts for you. And next week we will talk about boundaries because that is, that is the next level. And once we clear out a lot of things that we thought were boundary violations, then we can just get very clear on the two, three, four things that are true boundary violations for us that, for us that we will not tolerate. And then, and then it's not so exhausting because when we have 20 things in our boundary violations, holy cow, we feel like we have so much we have to stop other people from doing and control and you know all of that. So we just want to bring so much of it back to just here. 
this is just what it means to smash my life together with a person and we think different things and that's okay. Okay. That's what I have for you guys today. And I'll talk to you next week. Ready to take what you are learning here on the podcast to the next level? Then check out my new video course, Resiliency Training. This year-long course of weekly video classes is the perfect way to increase the efforts that you are already making when it comes to improving your deployment experience and making your mental health a priority. We can all use a little help sometimes to get through the difficulties of military life, and that's exactly the boost this course will give you. Sign up on my website, simplyresilient.net. I can't wait to work with you.